Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. Chapter 3. Finally. Somebody say finally. finally. Verse 1. My brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write these same things to you. Me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the concision or the mutilators. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have this confidence in the flesh, if by any other thinks that he hath whereof that he might trust in the flesh, I even more, I have more reason. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisees, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. When he says that, and in relation to touching the righteousness or touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted for loss. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and who count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, having not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him. Pray with me. God, so thankful today for the power of your word. And God, just the way that there's been such a celebration already. And God, I know that even the best is yet to come. I pray today, God, that as you move upon, Lord, every soul that's in this place, that, God, we would be transformed into more. God, even, even to look more, to be more like you. So today, God, not just hearing, but listening. Not just listening, but Holy Ghost helping us to understand the power that we have. And God, today, just truly put forth this battle plan within our mind and within our heart. And I pray for those that are in the house, online, or God, wherever this message may find them. I pray that it be strength to the soul. I pray today, God, that it be conviction through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I pray today, Lord, that if there's another one that's lost, save them. If there's one that needs healing, heal them. If there's one, if there's one today, God, that needs to be delivered, God, deliver them through the power of who you are. Hallelujah. Have your way. And everybody said hallelujah. Before you sit down, turn to somebody and say, you need a fight song. <laughs> you need a fight song. I actually gave you point number two before point number one. You need a fight song. It's so important that when you're going through the valley, how many of you got a fight song? Come here, Miss Amy. Tell them what your fight song is. You be thinking about what your fight song is. Tell me. We overcome. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Come on. That's right. Now, y'all understand what I'm talking about. you got a fight song. That when you're going through the battle and when you don't think that you're going to make it, you 
begin to get a fight song. And it's more than just words that come across your lips. It's, it's something that begins to usher up out of the inside. It's when deep begins to call under the deep and Holy Ghost unction begins to come forth. And maybe it's something that you, in your mindset, that you've spoken before, but you've not believed it for. That's when you get a fight song, that when hell is giving you the way makers and all those things, and man, it feels as though you've been hit and it's literally took the breath out of you. That's when you begin to to sing. This is how I fight my battles. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's like when you feel like you've been through all the shame and the guilt and Satan tries to beat you down because your past is bigger than the present and your present is way smaller than what's ahead of you and Satan tries to tell you you ain't going to make it in all these things. It's when you begin to solidify within your soul that I've made it this far, not by what I've done, but by what he's done and not only have I made it here, hallelujah, I'm going to make it there. I'm talking about getting a fight song. I'm talking about getting your own fight song. When all that shame and guilt hits you and you can stand and you can sing amazing grace and you don't just sing it, you believe it. Aren't you thankful for that grace? Hallelujah. Hell tells you you ain't worth it. Hell tells you this and tells you that. But then that old tune, Amazing Grace. Isn't it amazing grace that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us? Isn't it amazing grace, Rick, that God didn't just love some of us, God loved all of us? Can I? Isn't it amazing grace how that the same love and grace that he has for that nine-year-old, maybe that in your mind hasn't sinned, that he has that same grace for the murderer, the pedophile, the robber, the thief. No, that's an amazing grace. See, maybe you've... No, you need to get a fight song. When I'm telling you that when you take the hymn off the page and you start talking and speaking to the hymn that's in heaven, that when you take that and you get a fight song, when nobody else is around to lift you up, but then that old tune like you were kicking in this morning, Stephanie, that one you said, y'all may not know it. My fight song may not be your fight song. You may not know what my fight song is. But I'm telling you, over the years, God has shown me that, man, you sing it and you say it and you believe it and I'll show up. There's an old song years ago, man, when I felt like I was just being sifted by the enemy. And I was trying to figure out whether I was going to go on or go back. Anybody else ever been there? Hell tell you, you're going to go on, go back, or go down. And then that song came. Old song years ago, Brother Eric Huff, that old song was, there's a light. There's a light. In the old song, there's a light in the midst of the darkness. That when all hell is closing in and darkness is seeming like it's, it's beginning to press and it wants to bring the deep press to your mind. And then that old song said, there's a light. I'm thankful that his light is not just any light. It's a creator's light that said, let there be light, and there was light. I'm not talking about any kind of light. I'm talking about a marvelous light. Can I get a witness? That called you and I out of darkness and brought you in. 
that very light. Man, I'm telling you the light, hallelujah, to my path. The light that gives me purpose. The light that is on the inside of me. That listen, that you can't hide it. And you know you got to share it. There's a light of this glorious gospel that must be told. That must be shared. That must be believed. I still believe in that light. I still believe in Holy Ghost convicting power. I still believe... I'm fixing to write a new song. Somebody say, I still believe. I still believe he heals people. Come on, somebody. Anybody else with me? I still believe he saves people. Glory to God, I still believe he delivers people. Somebody needs a fight song. It ain't that he might. It ain't that he can. Let me tell you, I'm going to help you. I'm going to get ahead of myself in my notes. How many of y'all got a to-do list? Now, I'm going to help you all with something. I ain't never heard this. I ain't never thought this. It's probably already out there from somebody. Amy has had me a to-do list before. They call it a honey to-do list. And honey, I won't say no more. Let me move on. (laughs) Stay with me. To-do list. Let me tell you what you need to write down. Take a note right here and say, you need a to-done list. I'm going to help you. Because listen, your mind's on everything to do. Why don't you start focusing on some things that's already done? How many of you know that that you done, bought, and paid for? I wish somebody could shout because that right there, when you get that, when you get to the place in your heart and in your mind and your soul, no, that's a to-done list. That hell comes to you ain't safe. You don't get it, Satan. That's on my to-done list because the blood, Kathy, has already made it done. It's finished. When he said it is finished, When Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father, that's that to-done list, DJ, that I'm going to tell you right now. You need to get a to-done list. I'm going to go, done with my old life, living in the new life, not going back. I'm going on. I wish I could get somebody to agree with me that, listen, this is part of your battle plan. You need a fight song. Hell said, you never going to amount to nothing. That's done, Satan. I'm already more than you ever wanted to be or could be. I'm a child of the king. You can't. Mm. One thing he ain't never going to be is a child of the king. Shh. Different order, different thought. Listen, quit calling your kids angels. They ain't angels. They're human beings. And they're human beings and they predisposed to sin. Why? Because you did. And because you can What's the greatest form of love? I'm going to help you right here. The greatest form of love is this, is knowing that you can do some things, but you don't do it because you love God. It's because God gave you this precious thing called free will. People say, well, he's predestinated. This one's saved and that one's not. This one, this. I'm going to tell you something right now. Dangerous philosophy. Dangerous philosophy. Why? It's because if God had chose that, then why would he say it was his will that everybody would be saved? Then why have everybody born saved? Because you're born lost. And through that willingness, listen, or through submitting your will to his will, that it was his will that you'd be saved, born again. Listen, it wasn't by chance that God sent his son. It wasn't a, it wasn't a second thought. It was the first plan, the only plan of salvation. That there's no... Mm, no other foundation in any other name other than that which is in Christ Jesus Christ our Lord. Buddha, Buddha couldn't get it done. Muhammad couldn't get it done. I can't get it done. Why? 
Jesus got it done. Over. Period. Listen, get you a fight song. When hell comes and hits your mind, say it's done, it's over, it's finished. All in the Word. Moses, fight song. Point number one of point number one. Kathy, get all messed up because I tell her I'm going to give all these points and I ain't good at this. I, I'm telling you all right now, Kathy said, could you just send me your notes, Kathy? They wouldn't make no more sense than I can. You need a fight song. Let me help you right now. A song you need to learn to sing is a song of deliverance. You know why you go back? Do you know why you go back to who you were? Is because you give more regard to success than you do failure. Why am I still doing it? Because it didn't fail you, didn't mean nothing to you. There's a time when mom and daddy can't bail you out. Money can't buy you out. Come on now. But only God can see you through. God, take me out. God ain't looking to take you out of it. He's looking to take you through it. Because all you want is some kind of celestial Santa Claus to get you what you think you want. God said, I ain't going to be that to you. I'm going to be your Savior. But I'm going to walk through this with you. It's a battle plan. It's a battle plan. Songs of deliverance. How many of y'all ever been delivered from something? If you have, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Anybody out in here ever been delivered? Moses said this. After they come through the Red Sea, he wrote a song. Tell him, Moses? Yeah. The Word of God says, 15 verse 1, 10 verses. Y'all like, man, we can't sing 10 verses here. We'd be forever. The Word of God said, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel. All of them singing this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I'll sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider have they thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. Say that with me. The Lord is my strength and my song. Turn to somebody and say, You need another playlist. I'm, y'all stay with me. I'm going to take a little side road here. I'll be back. I promise. All this, you know, Amy, Amy got this, we got this music, you know, you get playlists. And Amy puts together these killer playlists. Like when she get ready in the morning, she's in there, man, and I'm in the other room. Usually she's in there getting ready. And I hear it through the walls, and she's in there just jamming. And then directly you can see it after she gets in my eyes open. Then directly I'll hear it start singing. I thought, uh-oh. And then she's putting it together, and I'm in the other room going, yeah, that's right. I come out of there and the sleepy's out of her eyes and the Savior's in her heart. She done woke up and telling hell, I'm going to win today. You ain't got no power. Listen, some of you got to change your playlist. Some of you still like, you got friends in low places. Huh? All your exes still live in Texas. You need to change your playlist. Huh? Huh? One of them somebody done done somebody wrong song. And that's all you ever play. No, you don't know how people done me. Can I tell you, I don't know how people done done you, but I know what God's done for you. And when you get right there, let me tell you something. Brother, when we change, brother, when we change our playlist, things begin to shift in your head. 
Because the songs that go through your mind and go through your heart will change what you do. I'd be just by myself sometimes, Brother Clay. By the way, isn't it great to have Brother Clay in the house with us today? <laughs> Hallelujah. Love you, Brother Clay. Love you too, Renee. See, Jenny and them, when they get all that going, and they'd be like, look what the Lord has done. Done. Yeah. I sing that in front of the mirror. And I'd be like, Lord, look what the Lord going to do. <laughs> now it's working in that done. That when you're alone and you start listening, not just singing that lyric, but believing that lyric. The Lord is my strength and my song. Some of you need a new playlist. You need a brand new playlist. It's always about how somebody done you. Poor pitiful. Whoa, this, whoa, that. Can I tell you? Why don't you just say, whoa? I say, God, I don't know what's coming, but I know I ain't going through this alone. And you change it. Lord's my strength and my song, and he's become my salvation. He is my God. Somebody say, my God. my God. He said, he is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation. I will prepare him a habitation. Well, I don't know how many. I don't even want to get through this one point. I will prepare him a habitation. Asher, this is so important that in our life, I told you all one of the greatest, one of the greatest acts of kindness that I've ever known, and the greatest... The, just, just truly, Brother Steve, just truly a great moment. Moments that I had was my friend, Brother Jimmy Newton, a great, but just a wonderful man of God. Loved the Lord. The kind that when he testified to you about the old stump out there in the field, you've heard me talk about it before, out there in the field where he got saved, the stump was gone, but his salvation was still there. And I'll never forget talking about preparing a habitation. Help, listen, just understand the simpleness of this. I've told you all before, how many of y'all like crappie? Cooked. Cooked good. It don't get no better than crappie. For those of you like, what's crappie? You ain't, you ain't saved. You ain't even started living yet. <laughs> I don't mean that wholeheartedly. People online, people outside. But I'm telling you, crappie. He'd say, hey, Brother Wayne. Just country as cornbread, just like me. He said, hey, won't you stop in here this morning? I've told you before, but I'd come here. I said, sure, Brother Jimmy, I'll be there. First time I come in, I come in the house. I'm like, and he had right there on the plate. He knew what time I was coming. He'd been up early, and he had me a chair sitting right there. He had my plate in place, a napkin, and a fork, and he had crappie for breakfast. And I'm thinking, look what the Lord's done. <laughs> then the next song on my playlist was, this is the day that the Lord has made. And man, I mean, can I tell you, you know what he did? It took four thoughts. Stay with me. He prepared a place for me. I've never been so humbled. Robin, it absolutely humbled me to the core. And he said over there, I've told this story before. I guess I'm telling it again because I can't get over it. It's as simple, it's as simple math as it can be to me. He put me that plate down. I didn't need that fork. I didn't tell him that. I sat right down there and I tore that crappie up. He had a whole plate of it. He started some on my plate. And I looked and he said, Brother Wayne, that whole big plate's yours. Eat all you want. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> and I thought, you got to get you a piece. He said, no, I've done had a little bit. He said, this is for you. 
And what he did, Christy, he sat right across from me at the other end of that table. And he watched me eat. I don't know how many of y'all ever watched me eat, but I love it. And I sat down there, man, and you just seen, it was so cool, man. You just seen on his face, and we was talking some. And I know it ain't polite to talk with your mouth full, so I didn't say a lot. Y'all get that later on. But there he was. He seen the joy with that forethought, man. When you make a place for the Lord in your life, And when you do that, he's not just your strength and your song. Blesses you like crazy. I got these other people in my life that they had me over to dinner, me and Amy over to dinner pretty regular. I won't mention their names because I don't want y'all to go over there. <laughs> don't make me tell y'all I want to so move on. It's the same thing. Can we get you this? And it's preparing you a habitation. And in the end, I leave thinking, why they do that? They don't want no banner. They don't want nothing put on Facebook. They just want the time with you. And they just want you to know that you are loved. When you make that kind of place with God and you prepare Him a habitation, that thing right then, Luke, is when things begin. When you make time for Him and a place for Him, the word said, prepare him a habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots. He's testifying. Moses is still singing. Pharaoh's chariots and his host as he cast into the sea. All of his captains, paraphrasing, are drowned in the sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in thy power. And he continues to sing. And then he says this, The enemy pursued me. And he said, I will overtake. The enemy said, I will divide the spoil. He said, My lust shall be satisfied upon them. As Moses is reciting this and telling this, that's the purpose and the plan that the enemy has for your life. He wants to spoil your joy. He wants to divide. He wants to do all of these things. He wants to pursue you and let you continue to run in fear instead of running and walking by faith. The word said, I will overtake. The enemy said, I will overtake. I'll divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I'll draw my hand or I'll draw my sword and my hand will destroy them. And then Moses, after he tags that, he said, and you know what the Lord did? The Lord just blew through one of his nostrils. And he blew the wind and the sea covered them. And they sank as lead in the mighty water. Moses and all the people that were there after they'd come out of Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea. The Red Sea represents what you and I can't do on our own. The Red Sea represents whatever it is that you're up against that is before you and everything else is behind you and it's beginning to compress, suppress, depress, all of those things. It's pressing you and all of this is coming. And listen, that's when you need to hear, man, that God will make a way. Amen, somebody. And God made a way. God just blew, man, in the seas. I love the way that Moses wrote that song. And he parted what was before them just the same way that he does it for us. 
Hannah was another one that in the Old Testament, Hannah sang that song of praise. The Word of God said, and Hannah prayed after she had been given Samuel. She couldn't have children, and God blessed her with children. And when she had given Samuel to the Lord, she prayed, and she began to sing this. And how many of you know you've got your fight song is really a prayer song? That when you're praying, you're not just saying it, you're praying it. That when we sing, I'll use it again, this is how I fight my battles. Or when Amy said that I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. You're not just saying it, you're praying it and you're praising it. Because you believe it. Hannah said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn or even my existence is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation, Lord. There's none holy like the Lord or as the Lord. There's none besides you. Neither is there any like our rock and our God. Hannah prayed that because Hannah knew what it was like to have other people that had more and had everything that she wanted go right before. Elkanah had two wives. Panina or Panina, he had her and then he also had Hannah. Panina had children and she would watch as those children went by. Thinking, why can't I have that? And you know what she did? She refocused and she took her eyes off of those that seemingly had everything. And she put her eyes on the Lord. And when you do that, things begin to change. Because God began to bless Bill, the very womb of her spirit. And her natural womb also. And then on the back side of this, as God had answered that prayer, she didn't fail to praise Him. And it's those songs of praise and thanksgiving that many times we forget to do. Many times we forget on the other side of the victory just to stop and say, Lord, if it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't have made it. If it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't have made it through the Red Sea. If it hadn't been for you, listen, Lord, I wouldn't have had the bread, the soup, the shoes. I wouldn't have had anything had it not been for the Lord. Had it not been for you, I would have lost all hope. Had it not been for you, I would have lost my faith. Turn to somebody and say, get your fights on. Don't have time, but Mary in Luke chapter 1, I'll touch on it quickly. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary said, my soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoiced in God my Savior. He's regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. And she goes through what is called the Magnificant, that when she speaks that, she talks about how magnificent the Lord is. Let me tell you something that needs to be included. It's not just the song of deliverance, the song of praise, but a song of humility. A song of humility. The Word of God said, He that humbles himself before the Lord, the Lord would lift you up. Many times in our own life we say, look what I've done, and instead of saying, look what the Lord has done. And what happens, J.J., is that the humility many times that we don't show sets a wall up. That if we show that pride, it keeps God from doing more in our life. But when you humble yourself, Mary's just simply saying, turn to somebody and say, who am I? 
That old song years ago when it came out, man, rocked me to my core. Who am I that the Lord of all the earth? That song. And I'm thinking, wow, what a point or a place of humility. That's point number one with two or three points with it. Point number two. I'm going to tell you this right now, and I think I'll get through this when I want to. Ah, I ain't got time to get to that. Point number two. Whew. Your battle plan, you need to write this down. Count your losses. Count your losses. That's where I started in Philippians chapter 3. If I could tell you any one thing today, I, I need to tell you this, and it's something that today in this generation... And I don't know whether we're Generation X, we're Generation Y, we're Generation Z. I don't know all these generational terms. I know baby boomers. I know who we call the greatest generation and those things. But now we just got all kind of stuff. And in the midst of that today, and we look at that, maybe it's so hard for people today to understand. I say it a lot. Everybody ain't going to like you. Turn to somebody and say, count your losses. Why am I saying that? Because if you're living for Christ, and you sold out to the king, those that don't know him, those that hate him, those that disregard, dispute him, and want to destroy every foundational truth in this precious book is going to hate you because you love him and you're not going to bow down to anything else. Get over it. And listen, you need to be rather loved by God than liked by people. Peter and John, they went up to the temple to pray. And when they did, you know the story, Acts chapter 3. That dude got up and walked, man. He received strength in his ankle bones. He got up, the word says, leaping up, stood. Roger, I love it. He got up and started praising God. They got thrown in jail. Would you be willing to be thrown in jail for somebody else's healing? You know what they did is this. They said, listen, listen, they're trying to compromise. Religion wants to compromise because religion is jealous. Just tell us who did it. Just do this. It's the same way with the, the young man that was born blind. It's the same way. It's the same thing. And they wanted to listen. And if they wanted to please men, they would have made a way. They said, well, you know what? I don't know. Maybe it was just some kind of, maybe it's something. We don't know. But no, they said, no, the Lord Jesus Christ, who we believe in and who we stand for, done healed this man and made him whole. Now, you need to get this. We ought rather to obey God than to obey men. We ought rather to please God than to please men. Listen, what's got your mind in so much a wreck right now is because you're trying to please everybody around you and God's the last one on the list. Do the things that please God. And everything else just got to work out. When you look at this, when I'm talking about counting your losses, that when you go to that, but what things were gained to me, Paul said, those I've counted lost for Christ. That if you're going to serve Him, that if you're going to live a born-again life, you're going to lose some friends. There's going to be, you don't like hearing this. Everybody is not going to go along with you. 
When you say, I'm sold out, I'm bought by the blood. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't drink and skank anymore, man. I'm listening. I'm going to serve the king. I'm going to serve him. They're like, well, you mean you ain't going to do that? What, you better than us? No, he's just better than the way I was living. Can I get a witness in the house? You understand what I'm talking about? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, guess what? Woo! What are we, Amy? Old things. And all things. Well, come on, somebody. Give him some praise right there. Go ahead and clap. You may wake somebody else up. Hallelujah. The real part of this is getting to that point. You've got to count your losses. Listen, do you think Scripture would say this? It's really paraphrased wide here when I say this and loosely. But the thing is, do you think somebody goes into war having counted loosely or having not counted the cost of war? That today you need to understand that when you speak a word of truth, you're going to come under condemnation. They're going to attack everything that you're about. That when you believe and when you say that I believe in marriage, I'm going to preach. I'm going to believe in one woman and one man, and God calls that marriage. That's a covenant. God made that. You say, well, I can't. Well, okay. Listen, you can call that a same-sex union or anything else you want to call on your side. You get your own terminology. God believes in covenant. He believes in marriage. Can I get a witness? You use your own words. But what I'm trying to say today with all the love that is in me, that listen, you're going to stand. And all these initials that come with the LGBTQ. No, I'm not, I'm not laughing. And listen, if you're watching today right now, and maybe you're being pulled or drawn to sin, and maybe to sin with somebody of the same sex, can I tell you, you're no different than me. Somebody's like, oh, the pastor what? Can I tell you something? Somebody say sin is sin. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. And I believe that if he delivered me from the dirty, rotten self that I was, that he can deliver you and this whole world from any sin that we're living in and even thinking about living in. And guess what? I believe in the Bible. I don't believe in some of it. I believe in all of it. I believe every absolute bit of it. Well, Brother Wayne, you believe that Old Testament? Absolutely. I believe the Old Testament was pointing to Christ, and I believe that the New Testament was looking back to see everything that He was in the Old Testament, fortifying, laying a foundation of that precious blood of the Lamb that was... I believe it. Do you believe all of it? I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to take a stand for I'm going to take a stand for Biden. I'm going to take a stand for Trump. I'm going to take a stand for this. I'm going to take a stand for that. Let them stand before Christ and work that out. You stand for the word of God. You stand for what that word of God says. Brother Wayne, you're going to endorse a candidate. I'm going to endorse the word of God and whichever candidate comes as close to that word as it is. Hallelujah. Can you get can I go ahead and preach? Let me go ahead and tell you this, that I believe in the sanctity of life. I believe the saving and the saving of every soul that ever takes a breath. I believe that they have the same opportunity to be born again if they'll come under that saving blood of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of it. Would you go to jail for it? May have to. But can I tell you, I won't go alone. I'm taking you all with me. Oh, pastor. 
Ho, 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 Santa Claus. Wait a minute. Let me tell you something. You need to make up your mind today. Say mindset. Have you ever dealt with somebody that's got their mindset? Jesus had his mindset. His face was like a flint that was pointed to. Old Testament proves it. His journey in the New Testament shows it. That he, Stephanie had his mindset on Calvary. What are you doing going to Jerusalem? You know they're going to kill you. They still hadn't got it. You don't realize that's part of the plan. That he would die for our sins. But when you get your mindset. Huh? Let me tell you what happened. It's going to mess some of y'all up. Thank you, Holy Ghost. How many of y'all have trouble making up your mind? I just seen one husband look at his wife. Turn to somebody and say, you need room in your mind. You know what happens? Because sometimes when you get tunnel vision, your mind is so small, you get into somebody else's to help, uh-oh, help you make a decision. What do you think I should do? You better look out. Because when you ask the world what you're supposed to do in the kingdom. Huh? Listen. People will pet you. God ain't out to pet you. He's out to purify you. He wants to set your mind free. I got to hurry. I'm almost done. With two points. With two points. Count your losses. I'm going to hurry. I'm going to get through the rest of this one. What did he say? Yeah, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, which is rubbish, which is manure, that I may win Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness of God by faith. When I started reading this piece of scripture here in Philippians chapter 3, I told you and I spoke. I read the scripture that basically said this. He knew who he was. He was of the tribe or the stock of Benjamin. He knew he could trace his lineage back, all the way back through a tribe, through the tribe of Benjamin. He could do that. And what he's saying is this, is I'm laying down my tribal distinction. I'm laying down every bit of that. I'm laying down my credentials. And as a Pharisee, I'm laying down my position. I'm laying that down. I'm laying down my religion. I'm laying down my relationships that I previously had. Why? That I may win Christ. He counted his losses. Praise team, will you come? I'm not done yet. Close. This is so important, and I want you to write it down. My wife has so many words of wisdom. I hear all of them. I just don't receive all of them. And I don't need an amen right now, Amy, but, yeah, you can go ahead if you need to. That when you're in the battle and you stand for the truth, depending upon the heat of the battle, and this is where America is right now, lines are being drawn, Brother Clay. They're not lines of color. Some are, and I I don't want to discredit that because they truly are. And God forbid, God forbid, man, you know your pastor. I hate that stuff. But lines are being drawn right now between good and evil. Between the Word of God 
and Denise, the word of man. And you know, one of the main things that you've heard on TV in the past week, and by the way, I can tell you right now, am I behind Amy Coney Barrett? No, but by all indication, I'm surely behind the God that she serves. Can I get a witness in this house? I am for what is right. And based on somebody that will read this Constitution, using this as a magnifying glass to do it. Period. So we hear about court packing. We're hearing about all these things right now, and it's the next line that you hear. Well, we'll pack the court. Well, they're going to do this. You're going to, and you can't get a straight answer. What if I told you to forget about that? Well, we need to be considering packing the court is the court of the king. And if we could get people to pack the court of the most high. I didn't say the high of this land. I'm talking about the most high. Brother Asher, if people would come hungry. And a hunger for what is holy. And we would pack, Felicia, that presence and pack the court of an almighty God. Do you know what it does to the old pastor? I got words. Listen, man, Lily don't know what she did for me to pray. But I watched as young person after young person and older people, no offense to the older, but you come up here and they come to a place, man, where they could get forgiveness. And hallelujah, Lily got saved. Can we give God some praise? This is the thing. You know what it does for me, Jason? That when I see people come and I see these kids come because their parents said we're going to church. Church going to save me? No. But God shows up on a regular basis when people come together in His name. Now if we start packing the court of the King and when Holy gets in the house, you got to deal with it because there ain't nothing else like Him. Nothing's like Him. Heavy casualties. Heavy casualties. That wisdom I was talking about with my wife, she told me, I said, baby, I said, it's hard on me when I see people come and go. Just remember, there'll always be people that come and go. You've heard me say this. We've been saying it now for well over 10 years. My wife told me, she said, you just drive the bus. People will get on and people will get off, but you keep driving the bus. Turn to somebody and say, drive the bus. I don't know about y'all, man, but I'm on that glory train. And I know where that glory train's going. Can I get a witness? Listen, when you know. Almost done. I'll save that point for later. Point number four, which is going to be point number three in your notes. What is key today? I could teach you how to fight. All day long. (laughs) Spiritually, I could lay out a whole list of things, and that's kind of what we're doing. Get your fights on. Count your losses. That when you go into the battle, understand there's going to be loss, but you're going to win Christ. Isn't that awesome, Martha, just to think about that? That thank God when everybody don't agree with you, but God agrees with who you are and what you're doing. But this last one, if I taught you how to fight, the greatest travesty would be that if you forgot what we were fighting for. 
See, because some people just fight to be fighting the air. Some people just want to fight to argue. I don't do that. I fight to win. I fight to win Christ, Dax. I guarantee you, man, I've gotten some pretty deep theological arguments, and people use words that I can't even spell. I remember one time a guy used this word on me. I was in, I'm telling you, and I was thankful for that time together. I was in the room of three or four preachers that, that pastors, man, that were really, they'd, they'd been to some, yeah, they, they'd been through some schooling and things, man. And I mean, I sit there, I'm just like listening. And I heard one of them use this word pontificate. Now, when I think of anything that sounds like pontificate, I think of pontiff, which has to do with the Pope in my mind. From my Catholic upbringing. But they get all through this and they're talking about pontification and how that, you know, that we're going to pont. And I finally, I just stopped the master and I just said, hey. Yes. What's pontificate mean? I bet you felt like a fool, pastor. I'd rather for people to think I'm one than be one. Some of y'all should have got that. Because I've been thought a fool most of my life, different times, but I don't want to be one. There ain't nothing wrong with asking a question, is there, Sharon? We don't know. And you know what? By their grace, I was so thankful for that crowd I was in. They were so with so much grace, Jenny. They just extended to me. Well, pontificate means this. What's it mean, Pastor? I forgot. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to authority, you know, to have authority over, to pontificate, to point. But in closing today, my last point. Never lose sight. Write this down, please. Never lose sight of the objective. Never lose sight, church, of what we're fighting for. Am I fighting for the Democratic agenda or the Republican agenda? No, I'm fighting for Christ. I'm fighting for the foundations of this nation today, JJ. I'm fighting. We are fighting. I want to see Sabo and, and Kenna. I want to see these little ones, man, come up in the America that we've had the freedom in. Brother Dale, the kind of America that your dad, Romy Dale Woosley, can I preach to you? That your dad... That very one that people said he's blind. He can't do this and he can't do that. And yet, Romy Dale Woosley, senior, he played that guitar and sung countless times to thousands upon thousands of people because people could see one thing, but his dad seen much more than that, and God used him. Can we give God praise in this America that we live in because of your dad's faith? Many people my age and older would remember him and remember the sunshine witnesses. Amen, somebody. Got about 30. But they would remember the God in that guy. I'll stop here a minute. Dale told me about the times that his dad would have him lead him maybe in places that were new to him. But your dad knew the way to the barn. He knew the way around his house. He knew the way. 
And more importantly, Dale, I don't know how many years your father's been gone, but he knew the way to heaven. Why? Because somebody else led him there. Can I get a witness from anybody? Do you understand? We're all blind, but then we see. Don't lose sight of the objective. It's going to be too quick for you to take notes. Turn to somebody and say, give me 30 seconds. Would you put that up on the board, please? 30 seconds. I don't want you to start it yet, but 30 seconds. Give me a timer up on the screen if you could, guys. By the way, can we thank God for all these people behind the scenes and everywhere and just do all those things? Somebody right now is saying 30 seconds ain't much. But how many of you wish that you had 30 seconds with somebody that you love that you can't take back? How many of you wish you had 30 seconds when it only takes three to say I love you? In three seconds you can say I love you, but it takes a lifetime to live it. 30 seconds ain't much. But it's a lifetime if you can say what you need to. I'm going to give you 30 seconds here in just a moment. In 30 seconds, you know what we can do? In 30 seconds, your heart will beat 35 times. In 30 seconds, you'll breathe 8 to 12 times. How do you know that, Pastor? I timed myself this morning. That was by not running. That was sitting still. In 30 seconds, you'll blink 8 times. This blew my mind. I kind of researched this. In 30 seconds, you'll have 25 different thoughts. Amy's laughing real hard because I got that ooh shiny thing. She's thinking he's due for 50. In 30 seconds, 25 different thoughts. In 30 seconds, 50 people will say, I do. In 30, or in 30 seconds, 30 people will say, I don't anymore. In 30 seconds throughout the world or throughout this nation, 72 people will move into a new home. So you can see in 30 seconds, in 30 seconds, 73,000 pictures will be shared on Facebook in 30 seconds, any given 30 seconds. In 30 seconds, 24 million phone calls will be made. In 30 seconds, 8 million text messages will be sent. In 30 seconds, 282 new websites will be launched. I can't do anything in 30 seconds. Well, evidently, somebody can. Stay with me. Just to get your attention, in 30 seconds, 2,250 McDonald hamburgers are sold. Got my attention. <laughs> in 30 seconds, $375,000 worth of merchandise is sold online. In 30 seconds. Turn to somebody and say, you don't need anything else. Let me move on. But they got Prime Day. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna make some of y'all mad. In 30 seconds. What's my objective? To reach one. Cindy, if I've got 30 seconds. 
let me reach one. How do I need to phrase that? How do I need to frame that? I need to frame that. Let me reach the one that's closest to me. Because it'll take me more than 30 seconds to get to somebody at any distance. Give me 30 seconds, Lord, to reach the ones that are closest. Husbands and wives. Give me 30 seconds to reach one, to love one, to bless one, to help one, to save one, to heal one, to encourage one. Give me 30 seconds. Why? Because somewhere around 159,000, if I have this right, I think it's 159,000 people are born in 30 seconds across the globe. Give me 30 seconds, Lord, to stop one. Lord, give me 30 seconds to stop one marriage that's ready to divorce. Give me 30 seconds to stop one mind that's been on suicide. Give me 30 seconds to share with somebody how much God loves them. How long is 30 seconds? If you could, I want you just for 30 seconds, if you're like me, you'll have to keep a lot of thoughts out. Without any music, without anything, I'm going to show you how long 30 seconds is. Thirty seconds seems like a long time when it's silence. Let's talk about something else. In those thirty seconds that we remained silent, twenty nine hundred babies died from abortion each day in the United States of America. That's one every 30 seconds. So while we remain silent, and if we do it for another 30 seconds, another baby. And that won't be the only life that is not just taken. That won't be the only life that's scarred. There'll be a mama and a daddy somewhere. They'll try to sort out throughout the rest of their time how to live. Today, with all the voices that we were speaking about last week, it's not mine, but you've heard it before. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Why'd you come today, Pastor? reach one to reach one if I can just reach one smiley that one listen if I can reach that one that one may reach a thousand 
That one Aaron may reach that one that reaches somebody else that's ready to quit. Logan, maybe it's just one person. You think you're playing football because you love it. But God may be putting you there just to reach one that needs to know Him. Maybe it was to reach that one cause. Bobby. Reach one dad. On a Sunday... No, Brett. He got reached on a Wednesday. Can we give God praise? You see, what happens is this, is that we get caught up in all the confusion and the turmoil and the chaos. And we forget what the main objective is. And it's to win Christ. Casey, it's to win one more to Christ. It's simple, Hannah. The main thing's got to be the main thing, Jake. Just one. Just one. Maybe you're here today and you say nobody cares. No, I care. And there's a whole room full of caring people right here. Right here, Caitlin, that care. They care about your daddy. They care about your kids. They care about you. They care about you, Cheyenne. I say it all the time, Meredith. It's going to be, ain't we going to, Jake? It's going to be big letters. Reach one. As you leave here, reach one. If we don't get a sign for it, I'll get a paint thing and a roller. You'll know I did it. <laughs> I ain't interested in the artistic ability. I just want to put the word out there. Can I get a witness? I just want to tell somebody about him. Reach one. 30 seconds, please. In that same 30 seconds, thousands. Tick, tick, tick. Thousands will come into the world. And thousands will leave this world. So what? No, it matters to me. How many of them will leave this world and go to heaven? Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. Thirty seconds again, please. And don't start it. What if I told you you had thirty seconds to make it right? Right now, what about laying down every bit of the hurt? What about laying down? See, that's my objective. I come today. Listen, you all know me, man. Lord, you know me, man. That's what I'm going to bring. Travis, you know, man, I'm gonna, it's going to be about the king, man. In 30 seconds, you can change your destiny. It took Lily a little longer than 30 seconds. But that 30 seconds, Peyton, as she started right there. Listen, her destiny is already decided. Can we give God a witness and a praise in the house? Took her less than 30 seconds, Dad, to walk up here. 
She came up one way, but she left another way. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. Listen to me, young person. I got my whole life ahead of me. You got 30 seconds. If he grants you that much. My objective. Reach one till you see them all saved. Reach one. Ashlyn, I'll make it clear. Reach one. We're going to have, and I told you all I didn't know about these altar calls. Don't you call because I'm pulling, pushing, or shoving. You come if the Holy Ghost is convicting. We'll start that countdown in a minute. How many of you wish you had another chance? How many of you wish that you, there's things we can't change. And we throw our hopes, our pennies of hope into a wishing well instead of putting them into Christ. Dax, I wonder if we can just spend a moment right here and say, God, I know 30 seconds is important. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you 30 seconds of praise. It'll lead us into more. If you're here today, I'm not going to tell you how long it'll take you to get get saved. I don't believe in that. you got to know. I can ask you a question in less than that, but you got to know. If you stand to your feet today. If he came back today, could you say, Lord, I've praised you. Lord, I've thanked you. I've done everything I could. Today, some of you are heavy. You've got a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to invite you. You can distance here at this altar. But folks at home, please don't shut this off right now. I want you to do the same. I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing at home. To take just a few seconds. To thank Him, to praise Him. And if your heart's not right, to make it right. Do this. Say, I'm sorry. Boy, that didn't take long. And yet it can change everything. Do this. Say, forgive me. Boy, that was quick, and yet it can change everything. Wow. Wow. Heavenly Father, right now as we come to you, Lord, and we get ready just to lay our hearts down before you. We just say, God, what have I done with my time? That if we could just praise you today before we leave this place, not knowing, God, how much time we truly have. But if we could just take this very second to just praise you and thank you for what you've done. And God, today for your Holy Ghost conviction to come. Come on, Holy Ghost. And the 30 seconds that we've wasted as another baby has been aborted, another life has been hurt changed or at the worst even killed right now Lord there's some that need to lay down the shame and the guilt and they're going to spend 30 seconds and maybe more just saying forgive me God for believing in myself and not believing that you were enough for that one that's lost save them set them free do what you do Lord just give us that time In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Those of you that will come today, come. And let's take 30 seconds right here on our knees before God. You can make your pew or the seat, your altar if you want this morning. But let's take that time and say, God.
I'm surrendering to you right now. Use me. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Thank you.